I'm going to skip the question about what you think about CMP. I am going to go into Pan American Games. CMP is the one in Colorado, right? No, CMP is Talladega. Talladega. Okay, yeah, okay. Cameo is uh, Colorado, yeah. Correct. Cameo is Colorado. Now, what? when did you find out about the Pan American Games and what made you decide to shoot that match? Oh, yeah. So uh, my shooting buddy, his name is Richard Ingram. He shoots quite a bit uh, out of St. George. Uh, he's uh, he's from New Zealand, and uh, he oh. started with Ipsic. So he told me about it, like, hey, uh, there's a, you know, Ipsic match that you've been wanting to shoot, uh, I think, two years ago they were going to host. So I was like, oh, this is very exciting. So uh, I tried to sign up. I sent an email to Heather uh, at USPSA and uh, signed up, but they got postponed like once or twice, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. So just like uh, the world shoot, it got postponed two years because of uh, COVID. So yeah, right. I, I, that was all arranged uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. you actually had to go through the USPSA to get yeah. registered for the match. Yeah, any IPSC match you have to go through uh, USPSA. That's that's the way it works. Yeah. So, okay. uh, um, I think that's yeah. So if you are not part of USPSA in US, yeah, there, uh, there's really not a good way to shoot IPSC. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they're USPSA like the middleman, so you have to go through them. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you plan on shooting any other IPSC matches? I really, I really want to shoot the world shoot, and uh, I could if uh, you know the time was allotted. But IPSC is a little bit different. It's actually really different from USPSA. Their schedule was very stretched out, so they have two days of like um gun check registration um and then they have you know four days of match main match um they have opening and closing ceremony on you know on dedicated days so right. they stretch things out to basically the maximum and that's kind of hard for you know us or people in us who have like jobs and stuff because you would have to take like a whole week off Whereas, like when you look at nationals, US, uh, Care Optics Nationals, it's three days and um, the closing ceremony is on the same night. So, like, it's it's right. all compact and they process it very fast. You know, they take care of it. Uh, so, I would love to shoot World Shoot, uh, but I would have to basically get like 11, 10, 11 days off from work which is like, okay, then I might as well quit. <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, I'm actually still trying. Like I'm, I, I just sent an, an email out to Heather to see if there's like a slot available. Cause I heard there's a lot of slots available. So Ooh. if I'm not too late, I'll probably try to squeeze that in. <laughs> nice. Because this is, this uh, world shoot hasn't happened uh, in five years, you know? Right. Of the, yeah. Yeah. The, po uh, the, the post post. Yeah, it's supposed to be every three, so it should have been in twenty. Yeah, and so now like, it's twenty-two. So exactly. So it's, so if I miss this one, the next one I could shoot is in two thousand twenty-five. So uh, you know that's that's a long time, you know. So 
uh hopefully you know i can make it there <laughs> but but yeah i i would love to shoot more ipsic uh, i think it's great uh, uh i i got to learn a lot from shooting this first ever uh you know shooting uh, ipsic for the first time ever uh i had to get used to it for the first day like a very different you know kind of shooting and mindset uh i think it's it'll only make me better as a okay shooter. so yeah. so what is it you had to change about your mindset for ipsic yeah so uh one is that uh the ipsic targets are a lot harder than usb target given the same they're, they're the octagon right right uh okay. I don't, yeah i don't know the exact shape uh the, yeah there's the the some yeah it might be a trapezoid or whatever but they're not yeah, yeah. so shape it's it's actually a lot harder uh to shoot ipsic targets than uspc targets because usb uspc target is a huge rectangle and it's a lot more forgiving when you when your second shot's a little bit off with ipsic it's you know you really have to aim to get, get two good shots uh that's one thing and the rules are very different too in a sense like on the first stage of the first day i got a warning because uh I, oh. I mean, I already reviewed the, the the rule books, but you know, I'm so used to shooting USPSA, and that was my first ipsic. So I took my gun out. I was told to get make make ready. Took my gun out. I'm trying to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. It, it's it's like an illusion. I mean, it's pretty similar, but it's it's still very different. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. I just try to uh, see my my dot brightness on a target because that's what I usually do just to make sure oh. you know, the brightness is correct. You know. Uh, but you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to take side pictures. I, I took my gun out and the guy, uh, the R was like, oh, uh, um, side picture, uh, give you a warning. So I'm like, ah, oh, damn. So yes, the rules are, you know, very different in that sense. Uh, so you can't do drive, but you can't do, do this with the gun when you're making ready. And, uh, another thing is, uh, a lot of times you have to stay squared. Uh, your your head is squared downrange, not like looking at the target. Whereas in USPSA, you can actually be looking at the first target you want to shoot, which gives you a, you know probably a negligible advantage. But uh, right. I'm just used to that, you know. So I kind of had to get used to that too. Uh, and also the round counts different, so it, yeah, um, it was pretty different. Also, I took a uh, so I I, I shot the. Uh, production optic light division where the maximum weight limit is 36 ounces oh, okay so uh, i actually took a, a different gun pretty much uh, to shoot that so it was a very interesting experience well and that's what i wanted to talk to you about as well so i'm glad you brought it up because you had mentioned i believe in an instagram post as well that you changed yeah. out the grip module i guess that's what you did yeah, yeah to to make it make weight yeah so how different was the recoil management on that uh so with 147 grain which is what i shoot uh the obviously uh two identical guns but uh because of the weight there the recoil dynamics is different it's, it's different no doubt um with 147 grain uh there's not a whole lot of difference uh but the, the lighter grain that you shoot, like 115 grain, there's a really big difference. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the impulse is a lot harsh uh, with the lighter gun, but with the heavier gun, the Legion, um, it's, it's <coughs> very uh, uh, handleable. It's, I, uh, I imagine the Legion with the 147 is pretty soft on recoil. Oh, it is. It is. It is very soft. So the uh, I had to get used to that recoil dynamics. So my right. first stage, I, I took it out a couple of times before I uh, flew to uh, Frostproof, uh, Florida. But um, the first stage, uh, yeah, I had a really hard time uh, getting the uh, dot movement to, you know, you know, uh, move in a regular and, pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I drew my, you know, I, the buzzer goes off. I drew my gun and I, I got a good aim. But like, after I take the first shot, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. So <laughs> I really, uh, yeah, the first days. I Welcome to my world, June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it took me, you know, a stage or two to get used to the, uh, the, the recoil dynamics of it. Uh, but after that, um, I was completely fine. I, uh, I, I basically like I adapted to the uh, the lighter gun, and uh, now in hindsight, like uh, I think I could take this light gun to like nationals, like Caraptics nationals, and shoot just the way I do uh, with the heavy gun. But okay, probably there there's a, a more advantage in shooting a heavier gun. Uh, but uh, sure. yeah, I I felt the confidence. Like uh, I didn't have a you know. My, my dot movement was good for the rest of it. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, Nils even put a bla uh, brass backstrap on his rival at Carry Optics National. So, oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Um, then that means he had to take it off for the uh, uh, more than likely. Yeah. 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 Cause it would be right at or just over, cause it adds like 3.5 seven or 3.6 3.8 oh. something like that ounces so yeah. i don't remember what the base weight of the i think rival it's 30 ounce so maybe he just kept it actually yeah, I he might have been able to yeah i i, I talked to him and uh, all he he said all he changed was the the trigger because uh, they have the trigger weight limit too oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, probably the magazine uh, he was using the factory magazine, uh, seventeen rounds, uh, as uh, as opposed to I, I'm not sure if they have twenty one round magazines, but you know Sig has twenty one round, which is what I use for uh, competition. Well, typically we use either um, Taylor Freelance or yeah the base Henning, pads, Henning base pads. Yeah, yeah. I, Taylor Freelance actually makes a, bra a brass. Base yeah, they pad. do. Yeah. So I have two of those, and then I have two other aluminum Taylor Freelance and two Henning aluminum. So okay. I'm I'm not sure which one he uses, but I know that the options are out there. So yeah, for the Ipsic match, he will, he didn't use any uh, aftermarket base pads. It was just a seventy round mags. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah so pretty different Ipsic. Uh, I think. It's for the better. Uh, it makes you, I think it makes you a better shooter just to, when you're shooting the Ipsic target, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to, you know, be a little bit more accurate. There's no just slinging rounds downrange. Right. Yeah. So, well, and I think the, the other interesting rule set is you have to stay within the fault lines. 
Yes, that too. So I had to, you know, mentally adjust a lot of stuff to shoot the match. Uh, but, you know, most of it is fine, you know, because when you're, when you're like in USPSA, when you decide to go out of the fault line, you're making a conscious, you know, effort to do that. So uh, right. it wasn't a big deal. Uh, but but yeah, th those there's there's a lot of differences in th those rules, so uh, you just have to be aware of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stage fourteen, um, what was almost a V shape at nationals, where yeah. people would that was the visual start where people would go to the right and then run all the way around through the front to get back to the left side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the visual you wouldn't start, have been yes. able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Every, everybody probably would have shot at like JJ and Max, which is run yeah. to the left, shoot, yeah. and then run all the way back to the right. So yeah. So uh, my initial plan was to go across, you know, yeah. from the right to left. But I, uh, uh, my friend uh, like showed me a video of, you know, JJ shooting it. And I, 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 so I changed it last minute and I thought it was a pretty good stage plan. So. Yeah, I mean, there were only three people that shot it under 18 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Nils I, was the only one who did it running to the right and around, but yeah. JJ and Max both did it going yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, that was a good stage plan, going left, because you really get to explode yeah. out of the first star position, star bar, and, uh, you know, get going, so. Right. Yeah, I and... I mean, you had a great, that was a great stage for you, seventh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I took some extra shots on the paper because I wanted to get the get good hits. That That's okay. uh, one of the things I'm working on. Um, I take a lot of extra shots. Uh, but, yeah, because of that, the time was a bit slower, but I had good hits, um, and I finished pretty well in that stage, I think. And actually, I need to correct myself. Um, I didn't see this one before. Tyler Meisenheimer was sixth and he ran it in seventeen seventy one. So there were four people yeah. Own but only four that got under eighteen. So there was a lot of movement. And then there was a bunch of you, including you, that were all yeah. under twenty seconds. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that that was a yeah, I could have been a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah. How now, did you review your video from that one? I did. Yeah, I looked at it. How quickly did you react to the visual start? Um, I guess I could have been quicker. You know, I, I really tried to, you know, get the gun out as soon as uh, I saw the light. But, you know, we're not used to it. So I guess I, you could train to do better with a draw. I literally... It was really weird. Like I knew that it was a visual start. I practiced, you know, staring at the light, waiting. And when you know it, as soon as he said, stand by, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the beep, waiting for the yeah. beep. I uh, see the light and I'm still, I'm like, oh, go. <laughs> I was like, ah. so the, there's a small, there's a small like uh delay. Delay. Yeah. I see. And it was, yeah. it was probably about as long as the tone of a beep. Yeah. Is how long it took me to go, oh crap, there's no beep coming. Yeah. Go, you know. Yeah. So, so, you know, a lot of this is the mental, you know, mental, I guess you could call it the mental skill. Yeah. Yep. Which is 
what the top shooters are really good at. They just got yes. that mental skill down. Yeah. And and I agree with, I don't know if you listen to Steve Anderson ever, but um, I totally agree with Steve Anderson in this regard. The higher your, we'll say classification, the more mental the game becomes. Like at the oh. June Kim level, you know, you're, you can shoot whatever target you need to shoot. You just need to be mentally focused on what's going on and you'll do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Uh, well, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> uh, you're uh, welcome. Yeah. But it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, so like the top, like top 10 finishers of the match, their skill level is probably, you know, pretty cool. similar. You know, yeah, I wouldn't say equal. They have their, you but know, but I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's really the mental skill that like sets them apart, I guess. You know, and, yeah. and that is what, um, you know, Nils posted something and I went and commented on there and I said, what he's not telling you hmm. is he took the lead on stage one of day two and yep. never let it go. You know, he just shot that perfectly consistent match yeah. from then on. He went into the last stage he was shooting 40 points ahead of Max and 50 points ahead of JJ. I'm like, unless he has a catastrophic failure or gets disqualified or something, yeah, there's no way he's going to lose this match. The match is his. Yeah, And, you know, again, but, but that all I'm saying is I totally agree with you. They're all very similar. They all have their own strengths and weaknesses, but they're all very similar across the board with skill yeah. and, and ability. So it's just that all that mental. That's like one year I did an analysis. Uh, I want to say two years ago when KCU-CBO was shooting one of the nationals. And man, KC would either burn that stage down or he'd be like 130th. Yeah, he like, was right. one or the other. He was either first or a hundred. He couldn't mo be anywhere. Most stage wins. <laughs> yeah. Mo this episode is brought to you by Laser App. L-A-S-R App. They specialize in laser dry fire training. Super convenient and not to mention super cheap. You can use anything for a dry fire target and any device with a camera for capturing the laser hits. There's even a 30-day money back guarantee. And it's veteran-owned, Semper Fi, Ben. You can utilize multiple targets and multiple cameras. It can be as complex or as simple as your heart desires. They even sell steel challenge banners. They sell cert guns and the cert AR bolt so you can practice indoors with your AR for free. There's a newsletter and a forum you can join. When you sign up for the newsletter, they'll send you a free six-part video series. Check out their website. It's a smorgasbord of items to make you better faster. Use the affiliate link on our website or at the bottom of our podcast notes and on YouTube for a 15% discount. Also, use our coupon code in the store for 10% off of other items not necessarily covered by our affiliate link. Thanks for your support, everyone. Without your support, this podcast would be difficult to maintain. Yeah. Wins, yeah, yeah, but but then he would be, you know, all his other ones were like 70, 80, 130, 140, and that's what would bring his score down. But yeah, you yeah. know, those guys at the top are typically very consistent. Yeah, um, I mean, I would go as far 
is to say, uh, if I were to, you know, shoot, so like, you know, mental skill is very important in these back, big matches, you know, uh, that's, if you, if you don't have that, you're going to make mistakes and that will just, you know, hurt you a lot in points. So, uh, you know, obviously I'm also learning, you know, I'm improving and trying to be more consistent, more and more consistent. And if uh, mental skill or mental mindset wasn't really the factor, uh, like if I could shoot the stage again, you know, like one more time, then yeah, I would probably finish like, you know, really, uh, you know, way better. Right. But it's, it's that the mental skill part that really plays a role because you only get one chance generally. Right. Yeah. So it's like, on demand, yeah. I would I would shoot the stage, you know. Say I messed it up, uh, and I I know exactly what I did wrong. If I shot that again, I would be like ten percent, fifteen percent better, just because of that. Well, and I think like if I shot it again, I would go left next time, and I'm sure my score <laughs> would be way better. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I totally get it. I'm with you. Um, and that goes back to something Jay and I were talking about. So I'm gonna throw yeah. it out there to you. Okay. When, when I shot nationals, I got lucky in as well as the men's super squad where we started on the first stage of each zone. So day two, no, I'm sorry. Day three, I shot zone a. So when I finished okay, that last, I forget what stage six was, but that last stage, I didn't have to go and sit for that stage beretta side match thing going on oh that's nice yeah but like jay beal did he had a, like a 45 minute wait yeah we had the back same thing to the too. next day yeah. how does that affect your mental i mean i feel like it kind of gets you out of the rhythm of shooting so uh i mean i i won't i'm not surprised if it like does affect people you know in, in their performance uh yeah me uh, personally, it didn't affect me, but I can totally see how it can. And uh, uh, like, you know, it, while it didn't affect me, uh, other things can affect me like really easily. Like I can be distracted too from other factors. But but yeah, uh, I, I'm sure that you know, I'm I'm sure other shooters had some problems with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't have to deal with it. The super squad didn't have to deal with it. And yeah. if that's where you started on, I feel like that's not as bad of a, a, a deal either, you know? Oh, yeah, I think so. That, yeah. yeah. If you started there or finished there, no big yeah. deal, but it's those yeah. people who had that you shoot three stages, yeah, wait 45 minute minutes. Yeah. Ooh, that would yeah. be rough. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought about that too. Going into the 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 vendors bay, I'm like, this is weird. Why why are we like waiting 50 minutes? You know, like just fooling around. Uh, but fortunately, you know, the the first stage we we get cycled to the first stage, which is the the, the weekend stronghand stage. Right. Um, I, I I did okay, so <laughs> I have no complaints there. Yeah. So did you just go down there and? walk through the stage more mentally or what did you do uh, in that 15 20 minutes so um for that first stage the weekend uh and strong <laughs> stage i i walked it you know like basically a day before uh you know right. prior to, or in the morning so i had a pretty good stage plan uh i 
I walked enough to, you know, uh, get a good programming in the head. Uh, so when we went over to the Beretta uh, uh, vendor uh, uh, bay, I was just uh, like totally just uh, chilling. Like I was talking to uh, uh, John Villiger from Mark 7, just, you know, having chit chat. And okay. uh, uh, the Henning, I, I bought one of those Henning bass pads, you know, <laughs> literally like just it? like, uh, I, I just started using it. I, I usually, I have the Terran Tactical, but I think it's the same okay. thing, you know, uh, okay. it's pretty good. Uh, and uh, that's when uh, Isaac was, uh, you know, doing his oh. drill. So like, I was just enjoying the moment. <laughs> yeah, it was just really relaxed. Like, I wasn't thinking about the first stage at all, really. And oh, okay. it's funny, because like, you know, it had to have been like 50 minutes and we're still like chilling. Like we don't like we weren't sure when to move over. So like I think we're like almost late to the first stage. And oh, so wow. like we're, we're yeah, we're we're definitely out in, uh, of the, the, the match mode zone. Yeah, we're just yeah. hanging out there. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's a staff thing where they should be. Hey, you know, when the next squad finishes on stage. Yeah, seven, nobody told us. Right. Yeah. One of the ROs yeah. should come over and say, Hey, yeah, you guys, you need to head down yeah. to stage one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, it was just, uh, you know, self thing like, oh, okay, it's about time. So we just, uh, we just, um, uh, got back in a group as a squad and just walked over. Yeah. Now, did you compete yeah. in the bill drill side match? Uh, I did <laughs> not. So, um, no. <laughs> I mean, um, it's like what 20 bucks for two tries or something but yeah. uh yeah so my personal record is like i mean i i don't practice build drill you know uh because like uh you know you can go through a lot of rounds really quickly uh you know and you know ammo is precious so right. uh my personal record is like 1.62 uh and uh i was definitely not gonna win win that because <laughs> like I didn't practice it and, uh, you know, I wasn't going to get like 0.7 draw and like just blaze it. So I think with enough practice, it's doable, but I just, uh, I wasn't planning on getting it, getting that. I wanted to do the match better, you know, shoot the match. Yeah. The actual match. Well, yeah. I mean, and actually Isaac shot it somewhere between 40 and 50 times. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. Uh, um, I mean, I didn't see him shoot, but uh, I, 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 I mean, I think what he did was great. Like he, he was confident. Yeah. He knew he was gonna get it. So, like you know, he didn't mind spending the the, the money to to shoot the you know forty fifty right. times, and it's fine. Like I, I think it, the return on investment was great. Like I think he spent like three hundred bucks or four hundred. No, between like, yeah, between yeah. four and five hundred. And he got a massive spotlight too. So like it turned yeah. out great for him. Yeah. So, yeah. but I'm sure he practiced a little bit, you know, before the match just to get it right. Um, get, get himself tuned, you know, the index and everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was, I was like, uh, <coughs> you know, I'm going to just focus on the match. So uh, yeah, I didn't shoot that one, but I did shoot the, uh, the other one, the other side match. Oh, the Beretta one. Yeah, the the steel. Um, I just tr I tried the gun. It was free, so um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like. I wasn't anywhere close to you know finishing the fastest, but um, uh, I think I was featured on one of the USPSA like videos. So oh, nice. <laughs> like a split okay. Second, yeah. 
for a split second. Yeah, yeah, because, okay. yeah. But yeah, finishing out the thing with Isaac. Yeah, I mean, his return on investment was $3,300. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like so like, uh, it, than, it paid for everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It paid yeah. for everything. Yeah. So yeah. good for but him. Turned out really good for him, yeah. And then, Man. you know, who knows what he picked up off of the um, awards table, the prize table. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, I think the awards table was pretty good this year. I was uh, kind of surprised. Yeah. I, I picked up a uh, SIG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Garen picked up, a, I think, a, no, he picked up a CZ. And I, he showed me, Garen Singleton, he showed me what he got. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you got another cash prize. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just going to turn around and sell it. So that's why I call it a cash prize. Yeah. I think it's good that, uh, um, you know, the prizes kind of, you know, help pay off the travel expenses. I, sure. Uh, yeah. I think it's how it should be, you know? Yeah. That's why I wouldn't, you know, I mean, it's too bad they can't give cash, but it works the same way. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's okay. But like, you know, some matches like they, they have nothing. You know, I, I've been to a, a level three match where I finished, uh, um, I think like first in masterclass like a couple years ago. Okay. Many times I, I finished like first in, in my class or top five and I got nothing. Yeah. So it, it's, it's good to win like a gun. You know, it's always nice, something like that, you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was trying to see, um, did you, have you seen on Instagram that there is a competition that is given away a hundred thousand dollars total cash and the winner of the competition gets 50 grand of that. What is that? I'm trying to, I can't figure out where, let me see. Let me go to my profile here. Let me see. I'm trying to. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it is actually. Is it, um, is it action pistol type uh, challenge? It is. It's a shooting challenge. And the wild part about it is I'm not seeing it. I will find it, but okay. it'll take me a little bit of searching. But the cool thing about it is I saw a video, which I could have swore. Where did I, did I send it to somebody? I think I may have sent it to, hold on. Oh, uh, maybe it was Frank. Maybe I sent it to Frank. Here it is. Prairie Fire Rank. Let me go to there. Here it is right here. Okay. I will share this screen. It's going to be kind of small because it's just an Instagram post. So it's not going to be as big as had I been able to download it ahead of time. But it's kind of spontaneous. So let me maximize the... I'm going to try to get this thing as big as I can, so it'll be easier for you to, to see. But there's four stages of competition. So there it is. It's probably hard for you to see still. But what it says is they just had their first regional qualifying event yesterday here in Virginia, about an hour north of me. It looks like they are in Reno. October 8th. I could probably go to Scottsdale, Arizona. Probably closer. Uh, so it, oh, okay. it's like, oh, that's interesting. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I, I'm, I'm very interested. 
Yeah, it's literally a yeah. hundred grand. Um, but it's it's I will send wow. you a link. I'll oh, send this to you. Competition <clears throat> um, must be like extreme. It's interesting. I, I'll send you a link. I'm gonna stop sharing this so we can see each other again. I'm sorry, what is it called again? 2022. All right, I'm sending this one to you. This is where the CEO of Prairie Fryer Rank is talking about the competition. Okay. And he, so you'll be able to watch it. And he tells you all four stages. Like the first stage, the normal qualifying is this. Then when you move to the next one, it's a different challenge. The third stage is a different challenge. The fourth stage and final stage where they determine a winner is yet, an, it's almost like four different shooting bays at a match and each one progressively gets different and maybe more difficult. Okay. So um, it's very, very interesting. And they have their own target that you have to use. And it's actually a bullseye target as well. Um, okay. So the scoring rings are bullseye shape with an X ring. And the X ring is how they're going to break any ties. If there's like a, a scoring tie, then they go to it's it reminds me of Bianchi Cup. Okay. Where everything's on a bullseye target and they use the X ring as their tiebreaker. Okay. Prairie Fire Rank. Yeah. So Prairie Fire is the name of the company, I guess. And the rank they're basically saying. This is your way to determine how you rank against other countries across the or other shooters across the country. So this is free to compete, free ammo. Yeah. Wow. That's... They'll even supply the gun. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why, a... you know, if I'm June Kim or if I am yeah. Nils yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, I'm not going to use their gun. I'm going to bring my gun that I'm used to. To shoot these stages so yeah I'll, I'll probably bring my open gun or something <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go bring, bring the best gun possible yeah yeah best i don't gun. know all the rules like what the restrictions are but okay it's very very interesting for sure yeah i might i think i'll shoot it like i'll look into it hey 50 grand you know yeah so and, and like you said there's no entry fee yeah. So what the heck? Yeah, just stop by and just, you know, get it done. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, I do want to um, – I want to talk to you about the Pan American Games again real quick. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to – so we'll be able to talk over your video here. I'm going to start it over. Come on. All right. So here's your Pan American highlights. Now – this is a, a pretty good – I'll let it go for a second. That's a lot of water, June. That, yeah, that was, the, the, the first one that was shown. Yeah. yeah. Like just completely soaked from uh, up to the knee, completely. Yeah, that literally looks like a swimming pool in the stage. Yeah. So like after that one, that was the first stage of the day. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brutal. Now, did you win this stage? Uh, in the division, yes. Okay. But uh, yeah, I well, yeah, it's yeah in the division, yeah. Now, did you have to 
I see videos. Did you have to knock over that wall? Uh, no. So like that, uh, so you start with the, uh, strong hand and then with the weak hand, you hold onto this, uh, uh, cable with a handle on it. You, you have to slam it, uh, to activate the door. Oh, okay. I this episode is brought to you by gun butter. Gun butter is a premier lubricant for your rifle or pistol. They have grease for parts that need it like lugs on a bolt gun. Man, do I love a bolt gun. It's a proprietary blend that they won't even trademark so as not to have to give away their trade secrets. Check out the video I put up on YouTube. Uh, look for another one coming soon. I even ran into Rick Powers, an RO at Carry Optics Nationals. He switched to it after listening to our podcast with Mason Litchfield. He loves it. Rob Epifania uses and loves it. Frank Shu uses it and loves it. Use Casual Shooter 20 and save 20% on checkout. I was wondering how it was starting. Yeah. So uh, until the rule was until you activate the door, you're not allowed to shoot with the uh, uh, shoot. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Some of the rules are very strict and uh, kind of confined into like uh, the way it's supposed to be run with Ipsic. Yeah. Okay. Now here's another stage win for you. It looks like uh, stage 13. I'll go ahead and start that one. Now it looked like, and maybe you were just shooting fast, but it almost looked like the first two targets you shot at only had one shot on them. I assume that was two shots. Let me check. Let me check. The second, was it the one with the seesaw? <laughs> Uh, um, no, I think this is the one with the, the actual moving targets that slid across. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, no. Uh, so what was your question? It almost looked like at the very beginning, yeah. it looked like you only put one shot on the first target on the right and the first target on the left. And then everything else looked like two shots, but it might just oh, really? be, yeah, it might just be that you shot them so fast that you can't see two separate um, huh. I mean, there, you, you can hear two shots, pump, pump. <laughs> oh, you probably can. Yeah. We're, we're not getting the volume here, but there's oh, okay. actually something else I wanted to talk about here. Okay. So that's what I'm right there. All right. I guess it's going to be a little blurry, but you okay. can see you've got two paper targets with a no shoot in the middle. And this is the, is it are on you, a rail? Are you this is sharing the, this to me? Uh, the screen? Yeah. It's on the main screen. Go down to the bottom of your screen and click on that live button that I was telling you about. So uh, the live only shows uh, uh, us, our faces. Oh, wow. Okay. So you can't even on, try clicking on it now, though. It's going to be over top of our faces. It's going to take a little bit longer because I was able to edit out. So this was your stage 11. Okay. Oh, it looks like, oh, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, you definitely shot two rounds at it. Uh, looking okay. at it this way. <laughs> And yeah. it was strong hand only, so because you were hanging on to the zip line. Yeah. All right, so here it is. It's the, I believe it's, yeah, it's this one, stage 13. Okay. So you've got the movers coming up. I actually commented on this one that um, I would love to see this. Oh, uh, the, the, uh, the moving target? Yeah, in USPSA more. Uh, that's pretty common in uh, like level three matches. I've seen it uh, at the Dragon's Cup this year. Okay, I have not seen one at a USPSA match yet. I see. Yeah, it's it's really it's a large equipment, you know. So you would have right. to go to like major major matches to see it. Yeah. 
Now, was this the only mover you guys had, or was there another one? Uh, like this type of moving target? Yeah, this was the only target. Yeah, okay. and rest was swinger. How did you activate it? Uh, so you see uh, coming up on that position, uh, you, there was two blue steel. One of them was the activator. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, it's a pretty, you know, same thing as any other. Yeah. So, so it looked like then you shot a blue steel, hit yeah. a paper target, then transitioned over to the mover. Yeah. So it's a very, very slow activate, uh, slow activating uh, uh, target. So mm. I had a lot of time. So uh, I, what I would have done if I could go back is uh, uh, before I reload, I probably would have activated it on the move and okay. then do the reload. Yeah. So like uh, you can see, like I was waiting for the, the targets yeah. to appear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did notice that. Okay. Yeah. But that to me was my favorite target of the whole match right there. <laughs> yeah. And here's the torrential downpour. Yeah. Oh, good <laughs> yeah. Lord. Oh my God. So, uh, so that was the, uh, end of the first day and we had, hadn't even finished the, uh, the last stage. So oh, uh, it's, wow. it, it started pouring, so they, they stopped. They, they, I think they're waiting for the rain to just stop, but it was just raining for like 50 minutes. And 50 minutes later, they, uh, they just uh, told us to go home uh, or you know leave for the day and come back right. and resume shooting um, yeah, in the morning, uh, show up like 30 minutes earlier than the schedule and finish it. So yeah, it was pretty rough. And also for everybody um, that doesn't know, you're not allowed to walk these stages ahead of time. Right, you're allowed to look at it from uh, from a distance, but uh, yeah, there, yeah, you're not allowed to be on the inside the fault line at all. Then you, I think you'll be DQ'd right away. Okay, yeah, like when when we went to nationals, we were walking every one yeah, of those I know. stages <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We knew all of our stage plans before we yeah. even fired a single round. Yeah. Um, so so now that I've done Ipsic, uh, like now I have the confidence. So uh, it wasn't too bad. Like I thought I was going to be at a really huge disadvantage because I I really think good, good stage walkthrough a day before is really beneficial to a good run. Uh, so I... I kind of had the uh uh the fear that like i won't be able to perform as well but um it wasn't such a big deal because uh those ipsic stages while the targets are pretty far away uh but they're pretty straightforward like there's not there wasn't really a memory stage crazy memory stages like USPSA. okay yeah now this stage 15 this is a another stage yeah i, I yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's a stage win, June. You can take yeah. full credit yeah. for it. <laughs> now, so that was actually my reshoot. The the one of the targets. Oh, like, yeah. The targets were you know there there was tons of equipment failure that day because uh, the wires were getting stuck in the mud. Oh, I can yeah, I so, can see yeah. that. Yeah, that uh, that was a reshoot, and uh, there was one other stage where uh, the steel didn't fall. It took me three three shots to fall. Uh, the oral is supposed to stop you when the uh, the first shot is hitting the calibration zone, but doesn't fall. Okay. They, they're supposed to stop you because it's a equipment failure, but they didn't stop. So uh, 
Yeah, that was a bad experience. Really? So in Ipsic, if you hit it now, yeah, I don't know the rule. So yeah, like we had we had a a calibration call at nationals because someone dinged the edge of the calibration zone. You know what I mean? Like they nicked it. They didn't get yeah. a solid hit on it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And Ipsic doesn't have to be a solid hit. Like the whole, you should be able to see the whole round impact on yeah, the calibration. Yeah. Not an oh, edge okay. hit. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So I but had I like I yeah I had all three of my shots were inside the you know the calibration zone, so I was very upset about that. Yeah. Did you get a reshoot on that or no? Uh, I should have, but uh, basically it uh, well. Uh, I, the steel eventually fell after the third shot, and uh, I I just finished it because they didn't stop. Uh, after the the finish, um, I I asked for a reshoot, and uh, I wanted to arbitrate, but uh, I think the CRO that I talked to just asked me one thing: like, did the steel fall? Uh, I said yes, and that was the end of it. The problem is they didn't recognize that as a equipment failure which is right. uh, really unfair because after we had left that stage, um, um, the ROs that actually worked on that stage told me that that steel particular uh, activator had tons of problems. So um, I oh, wow. should have gotten a reshoot. Yeah. yeah even uh, Christian Seiler, um, he had to shoot it three times to knock it down. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Shooting With major, major power, power factor. factor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Open, open gun. Good Lord. So, yeah. Um, yeah, things like that happen, you know, when the weather's bad. So yeah, I just, yeah, I I just gotta part. shoot. Yeah. I just gotta shoot better next, next time. <laughs> yeah. To I mean, it that. almost, it almost makes you wonder if, you know, for Ipsic, you need to program in the, I'm only shooting one good shot on steel and moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's a risk, yeah. but yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, the, what the it, it's it's Oro's fault for not stopping. But I agree. You know, uh, it's it's funny because like uh, Richard, my friend, uh, who had that happen, the same thing happened to him. Uh, the steel didn't fall the first time right in the center of the calibration zone. Uh, it's wow. a different stage. Uh, he he got a good hit. He called the shot, so he left the position to shoot. You know, the swinger from another position. And, you know, it wasn't until he was in the next position and he looked at the swinger, you know, it wasn't activated. So he actually to, had to run back to the uh, or, uh, initial mm. position to knock it down. So it, it took him two shots. So he wanted to arbitrate. Uh, luckily, uh, the range master, you know, recognized it as a equipment mal uh, malfunction failure. So he was given a reshoot. So uh, a lot of things happen, you know. He, a lot of times, you know, you really have to get the right people to uh, see the right things, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, here yeah. is stage 18. Looks like another win, stage win for you. And this is the, looks like the seesaw. Yeah. That that one went pretty well, except for that bobber. It, it disappeared on me, so. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Pretty quick disappearing, or yeah, uh, it's the, the the whole match. The swinger was very difficult. Oops. Yeah, it disappeared quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I I had a uh, you know you can you can see in the uh, yeah I don't yeah I the think swinger was the end a of your... yeah the swinger was a pretty uh, difficult uh, element in the match.
but yeah uh yeah i missed the timing but still got the okay the hits were good okay now how how much did the conditions of the stages play into what you were going to do and i asked that because you know now your footing could be questionable um like that i don't know the seesaw doesn't it looked like it had almost like skateboard tape or something on it so it didn't look slick but i almost feel like maybe you there were going to be stages where you've got to take into consideration the amount of mud and water on the stage so you didn't fall and possibly DQ yourself. Yeah, so uh, I've seen people slip, uh, but myself, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I used to play ice hockey, and I think okay. it it, it uh, helped me get pretty good balance and the you know movement. So uh, I was careful enough to not you know, uh, you know you know not slip or fall like that. But I saw, you know, people slip. I think of all the things, uh, it was the activators that were actually affected by the weather that we had to shoot multiple times, knock down. And even okay. in some cases, uh, in the in one of the stages I got the reshoot on, the steel was completely stuck, like it was just it it, it wouldn't budge. So uh, you know, I got uh, I I was stopped, and then I got the reshoot. So so. A lot of times, it really uh, affects the um, the the equipment, stage equipment, more so than like the shooter. I mean, like yes, I could. I, I mean, I ran full speed in that pond for the first stage that you saw, and still got the stage win. So yeah, I'm gonna get drenched in mud water, but uh, I was still able to you know do what I needed to do. Uh, right. It's just that the the activators that were just completely you know uh, malfunctioning. Did they just replace that piece of steel altogether? How did they uh, fix that? Do you know? Oh, the one with the that I the got one you said stopped. wouldn't budge at all. Yeah. Oh, so so uh, the RO stopped me, and uh, they examined the the the, uh, the steel activator, and uh, after looking at it, the wire was completely like lodged in, uh, like on the ground. So they just had to undo it. Like they just had to free it oh, from okay. the yeah yeah the mud. So. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm. It's a good experience that I got to shoot it, so uh, I'll just be prepared better for the next one. You know. Now that brings up another question: Were you the first one to? Sh was that like the first stage of the day for you? Oh uh, no, it was the second day after that storm. That that uh, yeah, it was the second. But I mean, okay, it was the second day. But were you guys the first one to shoot that stage? Oh no, we weren't. Yeah. Huh. Do they, during the walkthrough, do they activate the activators like USPSA or no? Yeah, they do that for the first shooter. But I mean, the weather was really bad. Like it was completely muddy. So um, I think the whole day, the second day uh, and the third day, they, they, they had issues with that. Yeah, I could see that. I wonder. Yeah, because yeah, I thought maybe if you were the first stage of the day and it's been sitting there overnight and they don't let you see the activation... Oh. Then I could see where it would be caught in the mud and, you know, yeah. you'd have to free it and all of that. Yeah. Wow. Seeing that it would keep getting stuck in the mud. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was so rainy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It reminded me of uh, everybody that went to the Caribbean open. I don't know if you saw any of those videos. Oh, uh, no, I haven't seen it, but. Holy cow. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I was Mason, already prepared for it uh, that, you know, I, we, we all knew it was going to be crazy rain, you know, rainy. So, okay. Yeah. I think Mason uh, posted a video and literally it looked like a river running through the range at oh, a very yeah. fast rate. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh, you know, for the Caribbean match? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah it was nuts. Oh, so at the uh, Ipsic, uh, Pan Am, uh, one of the stages, was so flooded that they actually had to dig a trench to drain the water. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad, man. Like they, they dug the, dug a trench to drain the water, which, which worked perfectly actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good Lord. That's, that's a lot of standing water. Yeah. Now I thought the awards banquet looked awesome for the Ipsic. Yeah, I know they they had dinner, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was very nice. They even had like assigned tables. Team USA had these tables, and Team Brazil had those tables. And yeah, I thought yeah, that was I pretty cool. I didn't get to go because of you know, uh, schedule. Yeah, okay. I I missed out on a really good one. Uh, but uh, I saw you know people post you know their uh, their stories. And uh, yeah, the, they had food, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Now you yeah. got food at Carry Optics Nationals, right? No, we did not. <laughs> I don't, I, I think half of us didn't even eat. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, uh, so uh, we got there maybe like after six and everything was gone. Like uh, the tea was great. Like we got to drink some tea and then just, there was some rolls, <laughs> but yeah, oh my we gosh. missed out on the meat. Yeah. And we were told like, oh, it's coming. But then uh, I think that was the last batch they had and it was gone in like two minutes. So, yeah. Wow. I know it was, <laughs> I was like, dang it. <laughs> so, well, so, yeah. This is not uh, directed at the USPSA, but what yeah. I have seen consistently over my last three nationals is yeah. if they don't have servers there giving out yeah. portions, yeah. I see people filling up their plates with food. Oh, like yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. that's like two and three helpings worth of yeah. food. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Hoist. Hoist your IV level rehydrating electrolyte blend of sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. It's clinically proven to hydrate 110% faster than water. Chris Gelnet was on episode 63 and gave his own personal testimony. He had a bad experience with the heat at area eight in 2021 when temps were near hundred and the humidity was high. He was ready to quit with three stages to go. He had mentally checked out. Afterward, he listened to episode 48 with Rachel Trotta, decided to try hoist, bought a case off Amazon, started using it at locals and found, Hey, I'm not fatigued at the end of the day. So he took it to area five and at the end of the day, he was ready to shoot the match again. As a matter of fact, he even had a stage win on his last stage, man. They have all the best flavors. They have watermelon, peach, mango, dragon fruit, strawberry, lemonade, grape. And I'm sure I'm missing a few. It's probably the only beverage that I've tried that I like all of the flavors. You can buy it either in a powder and mix it with water, or you can buy it pre-mixed, whichever way you prefer. But check it out, get hydrated, stay hydrated, 
Use Casual Shooter and save 10% or be like Chris and have a recurring subscription and save 15%. So I feel like uh, I feel like these service. companies, yes, yeah. I feel like these companies are bringing enough food, but people are putting double and three times the amount of food on their plate that maybe they should yeah. be. Yeah. Look, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm of the mindset that yeah. you get a portion. Yeah. And then you go back, you eat that once everybody's gone up. Yeah. If there's more food, you go up, yep. you go up for seconds. Yeah. 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 But I feel like they're getting second and thirds put on their plate. I see. And then, so, that, so that's I'm, an issue for me. So I'm all about like ordering the right amount. Like when I go to a restaurant, a huge group, I, I, I like to see that the right amount has been ordered and no food has been left over. You know, I, I just, right. yes. uh, I, I like the idea of that, but uh, I feel like they should have just ordered enough, like more than, uh, more than the amount uh, just to, you know, make sure. Uh, for, for, for a ceremony that big. Uh, but, I, I agree. Yeah. But I also feel like maybe yeah. those companies need to start leaving their employees there. Yeah. And, you know, you can start on either end of the table and come through to the middle, but yeah. we're going to give you yeah. the food. And you yeah. have a choice of either this or that, yeah. not yeah. not both and not two servings of each. Yeah. Yeah. I think last year, uh, you know, in Talladega, that's how it was, how it was, you know, uh, they, they had servers serving the food, handing them. Yeah. I, I think there were still a couple of people who didn't get food, but it wasn't oh, as, it wasn't as bad. It was like right okay. at the very end. Oh man. Um, okay. But also the servers came out a little bit later then as well. And the first year there were no servers at all. I literally saw someone yeah. put enough, I think spaghetti it was on yeah. their plate for an yeah. entire table of people. Uh, I was I like, oh my uh, gosh. It was literally the person right before me. I was like, oh man. Yeah. I didn't say anything. You know, it's not yeah. my place to say anything. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, that's why people run out of food because yeah. you've got enough for six people there on that plate. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just think it's all common courtesy, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I still think they should have had like more than, you know, what they had, uh, you know, anticipated just so I agree. that, you know, you know, it doesn't run out, but I, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I, I was like, actually, you know, they had spaghetti last year. Right. And, uh, it was good. Like I actually enjoyed it. So I was yeah, uh, re yeah expecting something like that. Uh, like I went there hungry. You know? <laughs> <I was looking laughs> hungry. Yeah. Okay. Now, the last question I had for you is what does, I know you touched on it earlier. So this is where I said, we'll be coming back to it. You said you'd like to be in the position where Juanzit Kim is now. Do you, yeah, so, yeah. so that's where I'm going. So my question really was, what does the future of shooting look like for you? But you've kind of answered that question, but how do you see yourself getting there? If you don't, for lack of a better word or phrasing. Uh, so I, I, I'm really passionate about, you know, about this whole thing. I like shooting, uh, action pistol. Uh, I do like to keep doing it as long as possible. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I do love teaching and I, I do that locally here already. Uh, maybe like once or every other month I, you know, I see someone, you know, asking if, uh, you know, uh, 
they could help me uh, help them out. So um, I do that here locally, but um, obviously not at the scale where I can just be doing it full time. Full time, right? Yeah. So um, I do have a website that you know has some information to reach out to me, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll keep striving to go toward that direction. Um, so we'll we'll see. Uh, but what what website yeah. is that? Uh, it's a uh, it's like a like a biography slash like you know training you know website that I uh, just put up so people can kind of check it out. Uh, it's let me let me go to it. I can I can send you the uh, uh, link. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. I mean, okay. that way okay. people can reach out to you also uh shout out to my uh bullet sponsor it's a uh, uh, summit city okay yeah. yeah are they there in vegas or where are they at uh they're in indiana so east coast or midwest uh, but uh the owner's name is tony he's been really great to me uh and uh it, the bullet worked out or is has been working out for me so and, and it's, it's their it's, 147 bullet that you use yes yeah Okay. So uh, I can talk a little bit about the advantage of, of shooting, uh, you know, code of bullets because this is code of bullets. Uh, but okay. let me let me share that link real quick. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, I sent it to you on um, Instagram. Yep. It, it's it's called Advent Innovative. Uh, but yeah, feel feel free to check it out. Uh, I'm checking it out right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> um so oh, yeah so i think you sent me your link because it's asking me to sign in <laughs> oh i didn't i'm sorry that's okay oh uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah i, yeah, I don't i don't think i can get into that okay now you do have at advent innovative on your okay so if i click on that link i can get to it yeah so oh, it's uh, okay yeah, it's, all right i got it I'm oh you there. got it Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. look at that. Biophysical and mechanical advantages of using 147 <laughs> grain bullets and pistol oh, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, this is yeah. this is how yeah. I go down the rabbit hole because I used to shoot long range stuff. Mm -hmm. So I am big into ballistics and, and all of that. Yeah. Um I even That's good. Er, I used to shoot all different types of ammunition pistol wise. Yeah. And then compare the uh, mean spread and, you know, all of that. Yeah. Uh, so this is very interesting that you have this on there. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to go through that. Uh, Pretty cool. It's, it's like kind of uh, like uh, incomplete, but uh, that's at least that's how I think about it. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, cool. I like it. And the, I see you, yeah. you here you're peeking over top of a sand dune. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, uh, so just kind of going back to the Summit City. Um, uh, so accuracy wise, uh, there's really not much difference in, you know, pistol shooting. Um, but the biggest advantage of uh, uh, the code of bullet is that I can use by average 0.2 grain less powder. Uh, than metal jacket to achieve the same uh, uh, power factor, which is 
which I believe is the biggest advantage of using the coated bullet. Because when you put 0.2 grain less, uh, you actually feel, you know, less, you know, uh, muzzle Re movement. Flip. So, right. so, so that really uh, helps with the, you know, follow-up shots. And, my and what you're telling me is there's less friction. So that's how you're getting away with two tenths of a grain less. Yeah. yeah uh, well, I, yeah. Uh, so um, I'm pretty sure that's the, the case. It, there's less friction uh, down the bore. So uh, right. yeah, it, it just, you know, shoots out real, real, real fast. Yeah. I have I found that, though yeah. with my gun that I have to load those very short. Oh, the coat of bullets. Yeah. What are you so, shooting? The rival. Oh, Canic, Canic. Okay. Yeah, Canic rival. Uh, I see, I see, I see. Because the ogive, the it changes the the shape of the ogive. Yeah. And it ends up um, like actually touching the uh, the uh, rifling. It it does, and I had um, yeah. an ignition with it not completely in battery. Oh, that's not good for the gun. It wasn't good. It wasn't good for anything. And I actually contacted Canik, sent it back, and they were like, yeah, gun's fine. Nothing wrong with the gun. Okay. Um, but they sent me another one anyway. They were very kind. They were like, hey, look, okay. here's a here's another one. Yeah, you that's know, good. Yeah, and it functioned fine for them. I'm sure they used factory ammo. But what I learned was I contacted the bullet manufacturer, and I'm like, look, man, this is what happened. I did. I even did plunk tests. With my yeah. barrel, and it I works. actually used I used four different barrels, four different Canic barrels. Yeah, and it, it the coated bullets were the only ones that would not work. Ah, I see. I in see. that okay. barrel, I would yeah. take it out of that barrel and drop it in the other three, and they'd all go yeah. plunk, 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 and they'd come out very easily. I but see. they would not they would not seat in that barrel, and I think it's just there's no yeah, it's cut to the yeah, it's very tight tolerances. I see. Um, so in order for a coated bullet to work in that, it's got to be seated back. But he also told me he was working on a new 135 or 137 grain bullet. Which, uh, he, which uh, manufacturer? Um, monkey, Brass Monkey oh, Bullets. Brass Monkey, okay, cool. Yeah, so he was working on a new, I, I think it's either 135 or 137, and it changes the profile. And he mm -hmm. felt that that would work really well in those guns. So yeah. I'll have to go back and double check it, but I think that would be awesome as well. But again, it gets, because right now I shoot nothing but 124s, 125s. Okay. So I feel like even a 135, 137 would help lessen that muzzle flip as well. So Yeah, definitely. Now, which one do you use the, the round nose or do you use the flat face? 147 oh i use a round nose uh well that's one i tried and that's the one i okay. tried and it works so uh, i just didn't change from there yeah so it, i think uh the the flat nose is for like cz that requires the um, shorter round overall ammo okay yeah because yeah. i'm wondering the ogive on that is completely different than the one on the round nose 147 right so um, i almost feel like that would work better in my gun how, how short do you have to uh, load like, your ammo? Like, like 108. 1.08. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah, real short. Getting just just a 
finish it up. I know you're you're very passionate about shooting. Do yes. you have like a, a do you have in your mind, you don't have to say it out loud, but in your mind, is there a time frame like you're you have a an internal calendar? You're like, I'd like to be teaching full time and and doing this full time by such and such a date? Uh I would think, you know, you know, and you know, earlier the better. Yeah, maybe within a few years, hopefully. But uh, you know, it's a really tight market and there are already a lot yeah. of great shooters, you know, great instructors uh in the US. So I would just uh have to, you know, kind of solve this, you know, uh myself uh on how to kind of infiltrate the market, which is the you know the the trickiest question and the problem. Right. And then um, in the next two years seeing how the laws go. Yeah. Uh so yeah, within a few years I would love to be able to do this. I love teaching. I really enjoy that. Yeah, that's that's the outlook. Any wife and kids? Uh, I have a girlfriend, but yeah, no, I'm I'm still yeah. Okay, so you're <laughs> yeah, no you're kids. free to do that. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, this is a really the best time. Yeah, it's yeah. So I I I, I need to utilize my uh, maximize my uh, my time for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to shout out or? Yeah. So uh, just a. Just a real quick, uh, again, uh, thank uh, Summit City guys. Check it out. It's pretty good. Uh, there's some coupons that you can uh, check out on my Instagram that you can use. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, and then uh, I do training on the side as well. So uh, there's a website that you can check out, uh, link on my uh, Instagram too. So um, just check out and... I, I want to say like the, obviously, like, you know, I, you know, I'm not, you know, super famous, like, uh, I, you know, there's, you know, JJ, you know, Max, all those big names. Um, they, uh, they do teachings too, and uh, they're really great. Uh, but sometimes it's kind of hard to, you know, you know, take their class. And uh, right. a lot of times, you know, it's kind of pricey too. Uh, but what I do is like, I do more private and, uh, um, at a more affordable rate. So I feel like, uh, people should definitely check out if they're interested in getting better. And, uh, I do specialize in like, uh, movement part because uh, I, I believe it's very important in action pistol. And I see a lot of people lacking that even though they're great shooters. So, uh, I, I really feel like people who are interested in getting better can, uh, take advantage of, uh, my, uh, now, do you or do you plan to offer remote instruction? Like, oh. here's an example. Yeah. Dave contacts June and says, June, I'm going to do some dry fire. Um, would you coach me through some dry fire practice with movement, the different targetry and stuff like that? Could Is that something you do or might offer in the future? uh so i haven't done that before like uh like remote you know uh like consultation but i think with like cameras you know right now you know we can see each other and kind of like see what i'm doing and i can see what you do so i think it's possible i just uh, haven't really like thought about it uh okay i definitely yeah i'm open to it uh i think it's a pretty good uh idea um 
to reach out to like you know people who are not really you know near uh, Las Vegas area. So yeah, I think it it could be effective because right. what you know what shooters really need is the uh, you know the adjustments that they don't see themselves. But you know high level shooters can kind of spot that right away. So yeah, right, and that's what I'm looking at. You know your your A B C uh, even A is getting up there in that you know approaching the higher level, but you know, they're, especially with movement. I mean, yeah. that would be yeah, the movement. one where. Yeah. A lot uh, of people struggle in that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with everybody having. They'd maybe. Be <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but that's also, you know, looking at it from my standpoint, it is hard. Yeah. yeah. I, I work a 24 hour schedule and I typically work three of those a week. Yeah. So it's hard to go. Oh yeah. Let me take. Yeah two days here or two days oh, there or, or yeah. to try to schedule something. Whereas yeah. like, Hey, I feel like I've been, let's I've been dry firing through the winter. Everything feels yeah. awesome, yeah. but nationals is a couple of months away. And I know yeah. I need to, I need to change my, you know, I need to improve some other facets of my game, not just my draw and my reload. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So I think the online, you know, consultation can be very effective. In fact, uh, uh, I, you know, um, actually shout out to uh, Max Michelle's uh, Patreon. I, I took advantage of that and uh, I was able to really improve. So okay. yeah, I, I think it's a really good uh, way to, uh, you know, without, you know, spending too much time and, you know, money to like travel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's much more affordable. Yeah. Efficient. You too. Know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yep. Well, June, this has been awesome, man. I appreciate you coming on. It's been a long conversation. Yeah, yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Uh, Me too. I, I was kind of nervous because, you know, you know, sometimes like I'm sure you're experienced uh, not by now. And uh, sometimes like it doesn't click and it's, it's hard to kind of continue. I'm sure you've had that before, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it turned out pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah very good. Very fruitful conversation, I think so. Uh, absolutely I, I thank you again for uh inviting me oh i appreciate you coming on it was nice meeting you yeah. at nationals so yeah yeah i'll I see saw you at the your, next one uh I, it should be yeah yeah okay, but I, I i saw your name on your jersey i'm like i know who he is yeah i said but he doesn't know he probably doesn't know who i am so that's always the most awkward part for me is approaching oh, really? people you know yeah, yeah and doing that so but you I were see. like yeah sure i'd love to i'm like oh this is awesome yeah <laughs> yeah all right well we're gonna have to have yeah. you on again all right sounds good thank you so all much right. thank yeah. you until next time don't be a little bitch yeah mm -hmm.